Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two. And uh, today we're going to be uh, interviewing the owner of uh, Pesto Pasta. Uh, I'll let him introduce himself. Yeah, so my name is uh, Antoine Zamet. Uh, I own a restaurant uh, called uh, Pasta Presto. Uh, and now we segued into selling sauces online and hopefully into grocery stores uh, very shortly, I would say. Yeah. His, uh, his link is going to be right in the description. So click the description of this podcast and uh, go follow him and uh, go support local businesses of Montreal. All right. So like, uh, I want to get your your opinions on the whole pandemic, the government closing and opening again. Because like, I worked in a restaurant also and uh, opening up again and then closing, it wasn't easy for the owner and uh, for the staff. And you being the owner, how was that for your perspective? I think it's uh, very, very tough. It's tough for the staff, first and foremost. Let's talk uh-huh. about the staff first, because yeah. a good restaurant, it's, you know, good staff. Exactly. So I think it's tough for them if they have a family or even if it's part-time work to go to work, then in three weeks to close, open, close. Yeah. I think that uh, it's going to be very tough for restaurants to survive because the money that they're going to make opening and then they're going to be closed three months, it, it doesn't make sense. And at 50%, it's very hard to make a profit at a restaurant. Restaurants have to roll, flip tables, keep rolling. Yeah. Takeout, there's only so much takeout you could do. Uh, I, I don't see people going to buy a steak to go home to warm it up. What's no, the point? Definitely. No. Like, uh, like for us, like we have like right now Uber. It's, yeah. it's steady, but I'm not sure if it's going to be sustainable for the long term. Like, well, Uber uh, takes a big percentage, right? I think 35%, 30%. Yeah, like uh, that too. Like if you incorporate rent and then plus staff and then all the overhead, mm-hmm. like uh, you end up uh, not making it. Like most restaurants that I know of, they're all like uh, going day to day. So they don't have like any money saved up. They just like rely on the money that's coming in. Exactly. Yeah. Most then, restaurants that said, like, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see what, I don't know. I, I, restaurants maybe have a week to two weeks of cash flow max yeah. so I, for emergency I don't see it going well i don't see like it going uh well. what about like the whole government uh support like is that helping businesses or not really not really people i mean the, the government logo said uh, okay we're gonna give up the restaurant is a loan so it's due one day so restaurants why they're closing they're saying Okay, uh, let's say I think it's maximum fifteen thousand. Okay, a month. So I'm gonna take yeah. fifteen thousand. If we're close six months, I'm ninety thousand in the hole. How am I gonna get that cash to pay? It's a domino effect. I yeah. think restaurants, a lot of them are closing because they just see that it it can't work logically, mm-hmm. um, and we have no date in sight. Most restaurants. So instead of burning their savings, I think you know they'll just say, "Listen, it is what it is. Let's put the key." In- the door it depends every sector is different obviously if you're in the old port you don't have tourists yeah it's kind of hard you know like uh already for downtown there's a like there was a restaurant right next to ours uh like okay. it was a shawarma place but uh they were for the first lockdown like they were closed like everybody else but when the second one came around they just had to like go out of business like there's no cash flow at all and the government exactly. assistant like i don't think it helps a lot of business owners it's like I was telling my wife, like the the loan does not substitute sales, you know. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what people take it. I, but like I don't uh, the know, loan, like the loan that was issued was like only for uh, for staff only, right? For for retaining your employees. No, so the loan there there was several loans. There was a forty thousand okay. loan to help for businesses. 
Uh-huh. You have to understand we're about nine months, eight, nine months into the pandemic. Yeah. 40,000 does not last, you know, with your rent, with your... So a lot of people blew through their 40,000. Then there was a second loan to help uh, your subsidies to pay your mm-hmm. staff. And now there's a loan which they're saying, okay, we're going to give to you because we told you to close. But people are reluctant because they're going to say, if I don't have the cash to pay it, why, you know, it's... You know what I mean? I, yeah, it's not. It, uh, it's, it's not. It's it. it's tough, and it, you know, loans don't substitute sales. The cash comes from the sales. You know, restaurants are those like loans, business, You know, like are those are those loans like forgivable or are they just uh, get to yeah, be paid back? I think twenty five percent or twenty percent is forgivable, but like example, they give you fifteen thousand a month up to. So let's okay. say someone borrows fifteen thousand, okay, and they took. Then, where like and it lasts five six months they're going to be a hundred ten thousand let's say so twenty thousand is forgivable but you still owe 80 you know so exactly. i think uh i don't know i don't th- people are going to say it's not worth it the time i pay my rent my insurance i just might as well you know cut uh cut uh my losses but i i don't agree with what the government is doing you know there's other activities that The SAQ, uh, there's lineups. Costco, I went last time. There must have been 200 people. Yeah, they should just. I, uh, I don't, I don't agree with it. Uh, like, I think what they should do right now. That's just my opinion. They should just like mm. lock everything like before. You remember yeah. how when they locked down everything, they should yeah. lock down everything, keep the bare essentials like uh, supermarché and uh, and Gas all this station. stuff. Yeah. yeah, like schools, you can do remote. Uh, We're just like we're doing this podcast right now. Exactly. It's like But they should have never opened the schools, in my opinion. That was yeah, well, from the time of recording this episode, like uh, they yeah. they closed like I think 200 more classes, right? If I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Yeah, it's like uh, it's ridiculous. But uh, yeah, it's, let's let's go for a little bit something more positive. Like yeah. uh, let's talk about your beginnings of an entrepreneur and uh, yeah. where you where you started. What's your first business idea? What's the motivation behind the restaurant and also your previous ventures? So the previous ventures started later in life. I think it was like 21 or so. Mm-hmm. And my mom had a good recipe for cookies. And yeah. so she would give it to the family. And I said, why? You know, I think this could be money. And she's like, no, no, no. It's just whatever a family thing. Yeah. So I decided to take that idea and uh, put it into school so it helped with my studies like I didn't make a fortune but it was more the experience yeah. to knock like door to door yeah like you know I was living at home I didn't have a ton of expense but it paid myself and I said I kind of like this you know yeah. I make my own schedule I knock on doors I meet people uh, it really taught me a lot when to talk when to shut up that's a good you know business lesson you need to know when to talk when someone so I was yeah. like the first business real business I would say Then I started a website, 514 Junk, a bit like Kijiji. Mm-hmm. The restaurant, it's something, honestly, I wanted to do for about 10 years. But what could you do? I was in school and maybe the timing wasn't right. And then uh, a year and a half ago, yeah, I was I was 28 and uh, we had bought a house, my fiance and I. And I said, it's the right time now. So that's why we started it and it was going well. But we, you know, we decided with COVID, we can't do Christmas parties. We can't wear... We're limited. We can't do anything. No, you know, like, with uh, the world. like all the major holidays were all like shut down, especially during the summertime. There was nothing exactly. was open. Summer, what helped me a bit, I had a terrace, so it kind of supplemented for what I lost. But then uh-huh. when it's cold, like, you know, like I had, I think, 50, the new laws, I went down to 20 seats. So oh, that's a yeah. bad. You flip, you know what lot. I mean? 
it's a lot you know it's not like and to invest in plexiglass like you know no it's like uh, too much of it too much of an investment like you never know if you're gonna have clients or not or if the well, regulation is going to be lifted that's the thing i think to, to just to your previous point why people are going to close and it's normal it's not a bad thing if i had a building i would landlords will only be so flexible like if this lasts some people say that the restaurants will be closed till february march because you know it's colder the co- the, the yeah, virus comes like, out uh, like right now like um uh, pfizer and moderna like uh they said their vaccines were 90 and 95 right yeah like, yeah uh, like i i think that it, it's going to be a long haul people are not going to take it right away there's going to no. be side effects it, it won't end tomorrow morning i don't think yeah but like uh from your perspective like would you consider reopening your restaurant once everything goes no. back to normal no, no? because the restaurant and, uh, why is that? Take... sorry and why is that what would you uh, not, so uh... the reason being that the restaurant industry it'll take about five to eight years to come back to normal they're saying if it'll ever come back to normal I wouldn't reopen to be at 50%. And even if we were at 100%, will people trust the world has changed so much that maybe even myself, I wouldn't be comfortable sitting next to someone close, close. Mind you, a lot of restaurants were built on that intimacy that you're close to someone. Uh, mm-hmm. Even if you don't know the person, you know, you, you yeah. get to talk. And so I, I would even not, I, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't, I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, but like, I think for most other like retailers also like, uh, I don't know. The government needs to like step in. They're already helping, but clearly they're not helping enough. Like uh, there's a bunch of businesses going out and uh, I think they should just start helping out a lot more. And uh, maybe they should like forgive some of the loans that they're giving out. Like instead of 25%, like uh, put like 20 grand, just a forgivable loan. And then most people, if they're able to pay it back, they pay it. But if they can't, it's forgiven. And especially helping those small mom and pops shop sure. like uh, the independent uh independent ones not like mcdonald's or or, no. or something no 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 for sure yeah. but like uh you said you also had a previous business uh 514 junk like yeah. uh what inspired that like you said it was a competitor to kijiji right yeah so it's just basically again my mom and dad were like oh, i need to sell this i need to sell that so mm-hmm. selling some stuff and like whatever i'm like let me just create my own thing it was like yeah. local a local uh, you know montreal west island i don't know it was just an idea i'm very big on executing on ideas you know i have an idea i try it if it mm-hmm. works great if it doesn't you know on to the next as long as you continue going forward you know so very yeah. important i think like everybody like needs that spirit like if you fail yeah. at least you tried it like you don't have any exactly. regrets yeah so now like yeah so now like uh what are your next uh goals for the for the oncoming months or years to be well yeah so the the goal really we really changed the business model at pasta presto was my mm-hmm. wife who said i think we should start selling sauces and why we decided to get into that space as my wife said, because we noticed even when we were at the restaurant, people were buying our sauces and we're making it at home. So let's say mm-hmm. I sell a liter for 12 bucks. It feeds four people. They buy pasta at two bucks for 14, 15 bucks. And, like, uh, and all that is like made freshly at, at your place, yes. right? Yeah, so it's made fresh. There's no preservatives. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we're approaching grocery stores. We want to keep it really with no preservatives if possible. Yeah. Uh, you know, we never say never, obviously, if IGA knocking. Uh, but I like to ke- keep it preservative free. I'd rather charge a bit more, but it's like stays in the fridge and it's natural. I find yeah. when we buy sauces, we we know when there's preserved, like it's junk, I feel like. So, yeah, yeah. you know, charge you know, for like, quality. Um, 
like that's good like a lot of people nowadays are going for the organic uh, products non-gmo and uh, healthier alternatives so i'm sure there's like a market for it for sure for sure yeah and uh like i think uh for the next topic it's like uh for the next entrepreneur that's uh upcoming what kind of uh, recommendations or ideas would you have for them I would say obviously never give up. It's cliche, but you know, you have to keep going in life. But I mm-hmm. would say it's a tough time. So don't be closed minded. Like maybe, you know, we change your business model, maybe adapt. Uh, it's really a tough time. So people will have to do things that maybe they like did not want to do, like whatever mm-hmm. industry it is, like maybe go more online, maybe like, you know, come up with innovative ideas, maybe use more social media. We know a lot yeah. of people that are older in the restaurant industry and never use social media, but with COVID, they had no choice. That's maybe th- what saved their business. Like, I think uh, speaking of social media, like right now, like I've seen uh, your page on Instagram. That's yeah. like the pictures on it. Honestly, they're really good. Yeah, it's, my uh, wife does that. I, I don't think. Uh, yeah, the, uh, I'm like uh, compliments to her, like everything. Yeah. That's amazing. Like yeah, I think f- for like utilizing social media the right way can like really help uh, boost your business, especially uh, I don't know, like collaborating with uh, local famous TikTokers or Instagrammers or even Facebook uh, pages. Sorry, sorry, wrong button. Okay. No, I agree. I like, I, I agree 110%. I think that's the future. If yeah. Everyone's gonna cross market. I feel like so. People have to leverage who they know, what they have. Um, I think that's and uh, you know most times it's free. You can work with someone, you help them, they help you. So yeah. I think we're gonna see a lot more people helping each other with COVID because we're all kind of. I think uh, like it goes way. back to uh, to this podcast also. It's like uh, I know you from a friend of a friend. So basically, yeah. like knowing the local contacts that you have, and then uh, going from there, like it helps everybody out in the long term. Hundred percent, hundred ten percent, agree. Yeah, like. Uh, um, I think this whole social media thing, it, it's good in certain aspects, but yeah. in others can really re- tarnish a brand. Like, for example, for sure. somebody leaves a, a bad review on Yelp or Google reviews. Like, uh, I'm not sure if you had any uh, encounters with that, but like, uh, yeah, it gets it gets tough, like, if you want to start up. For sure. There's always negative reviews. We're lucky most of them were positive, but, you know, when there's negative reviews, you have to address it. and. You know, everyone, yeah. you're never going to get, not everyone's going to give five-star reviews and that's okay. You need negative reviews too, as long as it's not overwhelming. You yeah. need that, uh, you know, that contrast. Like, I think that goes to like uh, another thing that happened recently. I think a couple of weeks back uh, here in Montreal, like yeah. uh, the whole local language, like the French language police. Yeah. Yeah. They got like a budget of uh, five million, I think. For, yeah. and then they went after this small bakery like what are your thoughts on it as a restaurant owner like well, would you yeah, like I know, I know the bakery very well but I, mm-hmm. i'm not gonna be biased or i always say it as it is i think uh, they put five million it's not the time to knock on people's door yeah, i mean exactly. granita a lot of people is, have been saying that yeah a lot of but granita is granita i mean yeah you could say granite you could say but you don't go you go to a greek restaurant for souvlaki yeah you know you you go to a mauritius my wife is from mauritius for a Mauritius dish, you know, anything could be translated, but that's not the point. You want to keep a bit of the original culture. So I think the 5 million is wasted. I think the OQLF, uh, the Fist de la Langue Francaise, has to uh, loosen up a bit if they want businesses to stay. I mean, 
English is the international language of the world. We could argue, we could say, when you get back, fine, but it, it's international. But like, I think it, it has the potential to ruin the Quebec economy, especially if they go after uh, big businesses. For example, Best Buy, Marshalls, Winners, yeah. like all those big companies, like, uh, I don't understand why they're not going after them instead of small businesses that are suffering right now. Yeah, for sure. but. You know, I, I think I understand it. I understand they want to keep the French language, but mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, uh, most of the stuff in Quebec is pretty French. I mean, it's, you know, it's the signage, the so, I don't see what, you know, there was another article that someone spoke English, they said, hello. Hello is international. You go to Italy, oh, someone yeah, says, I remember. hello. So I don't see the issue. I've went to Italy several times, I'm half Italian. Mm-hmm. People say hello. It's hello, whether you say hello, bonjour, you know, people in business they have to adapt if i know someone who's russian i will try and say a couple of words that's how life and business works uh yeah. you know french it's very prevalent in quebec i don't see it going away everything is pretty much in french you know uh, you, you have to be conscious I, people say if you to concordia or mcgill mm-hmm. it's normal people will speak a bit more english it's an anglophone you know we have to put things into perspective yeah. and we have a lot of international students so maybe They're learning French, maybe, you know, you have to give people a chance. Yeah, like uh, everything you said, I agree with you 100%. Like, awesome. uh, you cannot make everybody speak a specific language because like nobody is uh, from here or they just moved here or something. Exactly. It's, uh, I think I find it to be ridiculous. But like going to a different topic, like what kind of uh, ideas do you have in mind or, uh, or anything? For, for the French language or for what now? No, for anything, like what do you have on your mind that's, that can help uh, any entrepreneur in any uh, I sector? Think, I think honestly, like, it's really like, I don't know, maybe not a lot of people say it, you need to take time for yourself, so important. Mm-hmm. And I think now business owners, they really have to stay with their family, their loved ones, because like, they're, they think that the business is their life, which is understandable, but at the same time, like you know they can get overstressed and it's hard because when you have a business some people put every cent into it so what's on my mind is that they need to relax they need to try their best and look if they have to close they have to close you know they can't lose everything what else is on my mind i i don't i don't know i think that they close the restaurants and the cases are going up there uh, is it working what they're doing i don't know it doesn't seem to be working to be honest no like uh, the last number of cases yesterday was like 1200 something that was in the 17 it's nuts so yeah, i don't it's... know uh, i i think we're going to have to learn to live with the virus so yeah until uh, say, they develop I... something like at least until the end of next year yeah so i don't know that's what's on my mind what's on my mind like will we be able to celebrate christmas will we not Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I like. I don't think it really like they close the restaurants, but I know a lot of people that go to like Saint Sauveur, and so people that want to go or they'll go to Ottawa. It's an hour and a half way to eat. So yeah, did it really help? Not really, because people are just going elsewhere. Yeah, like like, uh, pe- like as humans, we're always gonna find a way to like uh, circumvent any rules that are imposed upon us, right? Like, like think about it. Okay, like maybe you watch TV at night. Maybe you watch a show. Let's say yeah. you watch an hour and a half of TV that time you could go to Ottawa and have a meal so yeah myself too maybe I would go to Ottawa like I, I think they're trying to do something but it's backfiring on them and there's no proof so restaurants and gyms they don't have proof that the majority of the cases uh, stem no, from uh, there definitely not I think they should so have just closed I think they should have just closed everything in yeah. uh, the first lockdown was end of September right 
in uh, September, yeah. they should have yeah. closed on everything. Like that, they could have reopened like right after Halloween, if that makes sense. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure, but I, that's what's on my mind. I don't know what's going to happen, but we'll see. Uh... Well, like, uh, knock on wood, hopefully everything goes back to normal and, uh, and nothing. Yeah. Like, uh, where can people uh, find you and your businesses? Do you have any uh, any platforms where people, they can reach you at? Yeah, they can, like Antoine Zamet, they can reach me on Facebook. I'm open if you're asking questions, Instagram to Antoine Zamet. If not, they could buy directly. It's really good from our site and we deliver it to them. Mm-hmm. So the site is pasta, like okay. pasta, presto, sauces with an S, mtl.ca. So pasta, presto, sauces, mtl.ca. We have uh, Christmas baskets, very important that I forgot to say. Yeah. So we have like a mixture of oils, sauces. It's very good for your loved ones. Oh, if whoa, you don't know what to really get good. them. Yeah, so that's it. And soon we might be introducing like um, salad dressings. So okay. we've been working really, really hard. And now we're negotiating with smaller grocery stores. Yeah. So hopefully by next month, Christmas time, I could get into smaller grocery stores for now. Mm-hmm. that's really it man and then we'll see it hopefully the new year will be good hopefully yeah. like i don't want to say the cliche thing like but you gotta hustle until uh until you make it to the top for sure for sure 100 guys go follow him on all of his uh platforms visit his website link in the description and uh we'll see you guys on the next episode